New Vision is a church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it is passionate about people getting in the scripture. Thank you for joining us as we step into this scripture reading through the book of Galatians. We're in day three, Galatians 2, verses 1 through 10, with college pastor Dakota Logan. Yes, glad to be here. We're glad you're here. So glad. Uh, We have been walking through um, Galatians. You know, you're stepping into chapter two, kind of following uh, Steve Austin, Nick Person. Does that make you nervous at all? No. Yeah, it shouldn't because Those you, guys don't. That's right. Don't at me at all. There we go. I'm happy you're here, <laughs> man. Awesome. I'm happy you're here. I uh, have been asking people uh, how they practice creativity or what ways are they creative, yeah. whether that's personally, whether that's in their job. I, I believe all people are creative. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about yourself. That's honestly something that I that I don't tap into really well. But as far as the ministry goes, I try like with the messages for the point, our college ministry, I tried to occasionally have an illustration to help kind of drive home a principle or something that I'm wanting them to see from the Bible, right? And so we did a, a talk a few weeks ago on faith and science, and I used an illustration of a Lego set. And basically what I was, the truth was like all these things that we see in nature, in creation with the earth that are just so finely tuned, that are so precise, how it all fits together to make life possible, to make how the universe is structured possible, mm. like all those things come about by accident. Like you want me to believe that? There's no way. Like God designed it that way. That was kind of the point. And so what I did was we used a Lego set. And I basically said, me believing that all this came about by accident and by random chance would be like me putting this Lego set in this. And it was a it was a Lego set of a friends. It was like the the show, the TV show Friends. It was a Lego set of Central Perk. And it would be like me taking all these pieces of Lego and putting them in this tin and shaking them up a whole bunch. And I started shaking it around on stage and like me, y'all blindfolding me, me putting together a random piece and then Central Park just appear. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, there's no That's way. That's a great metaphor because you got the little people you got. Yeah, it's yeah. great. That's and really so, good. So, Did you take that from somebody or was that like, no. that's genius. No. I, you know, that's I very of, creative. Yeah. You said you're not creative. And so, well, afterwards, so I had the Lego set. I was like, I'm going to put it together. And this is now this is kind of going back into personal stuff. Right, okay. So I, so now I have this Lego set that, that we have that I use as illustration and I go home, I'm, I'm going to put it together. And I like, I sat down, Robert, and I mean, for like two and a half hours one night, I was working on this thing. And Anza was like, hey, Dakota, like, wh- can you please take a break from, from the Legos? Like, I, I don't know what it was, but like, I found this like, just sense of like this, I got to just check out for a little bit and just like something to just kind of rest. And it was really simple and it was weirdly like satisfying just to be able to see this little thing kind of pop up. And I was so like, I was just observing it about myself. Like, why am I so intrigued by these? I haven't played with Legos for years. And I did a, I did an article or I did a search. I found an article that Legos actually, they're finding a new market and it's stress out adults nice. are, are finding. So anyway, so like I loved putting together this Lego set and now me and Anza are watching Lego masters, which is a, a show on TV where basically they go on and compete and do these nice. random creations. And so nice. It, it feels really weird saying it honestly, it's not. but it was actually, it's been, it's been pretty cool. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. You're very creative, yes. you know, spoiler alert. I think we're all creative. 
I think that uh, everyone listening to, to this podcast offers something to the kingdom. And yeah. I think that God's wired them to do something special. And, and maybe that is in a, a ministry that's existing, or maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's something that right. God's calling them to uh, use their creativity in a way that, that, uh, none of us would anticipate sure. or expect. God does that. Like right now, we're in this season of ministry that we have not experienced. Right. We're not meeting as a church, but we're meeting as a church yes. online. We're not meeting in groups, but There's we're meeting no in groups online. There's no playbook. So yeah. it, what's something creative you're doing right now for your for the college students? Yeah, so there are as of right now, there are still some still some students that are on campus at MTSU, whether they're international students or students that just can't afford to leave campus right now. And the university is allowing them to stay. And basically what we've done is we've asked, you know, we've asked the university, hey, could we could we reach out to the students that are still around and do like an online, you know, basically video chat for them to have a Bible study or a small group okay. for, for these students that will give them a sense of community, give them some interaction. They're stuck in their dorm for this whole semester or however long it's going to be. Yeah, This is a good opportunity for, for us to try to be creative, to maybe reach some students that we otherwise would not have. Because if I'm a student, even if I'm a student on campus right now and I haven't been to church all semester, but someone reaches out and says, hey, we're going to do we're going to do a, a Bible study, you know, on Thursday nights on a on a group chat. I'm in just to be able to talk mm. to some other students and to be able to hang out. So it could be a really cool opportunity for us to reach some people that we otherwise would not have. Yeah, I, it's definitely going to be an interesting time and a great way yeah. to engage people. My daughter, who is 16, she literally like day two of um, really the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday, she's losing her mind. It's like this Social is just distancing. a normal. Yeah, this is just a normal weekend. This <laughs> yes. is like we're not even in Monday yet. <laughs> Like, why are you, what's happening? So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how, you know, the ministry evolves and, and how the church responds, uh, not only to, um, this time, but also our neighbors, right? Those Mm -hmm. that are struggling, those that are hurting. So it's a beautiful thing. It's going to be a beautiful day because you're getting ready to walk into chapter two of Galatians. Galatians You're reading out of the NIV. Is that correct? Correct. And you're going one through 10. Yep. Take it away, my friend. So this is, this is one of those passage of scripture, whenever like you read it, and you need to do a little bit of work. And so I'm so glad that we're doing this because the first time that I read through that, I, I was like, okay, all right. I don't know what I'm going to bring into the podcast this time. My Romans passages were a lot easier than this. And so what I want to do is on the front end, kind of set up a little bit of just background. And I know that Nick and Steve have done a little bit of that. So basically where we're jumping into in chapter two is, so Paul has gone to the Galatian people he shared Jesus with them, and many of them have accepted Christ, come to know Jesus, and now they are Christians. Well, then the different group, a different group of people, they were Jews. Nick told you about them on, on the first day, the Judaizers. They came in after Paul. So Paul had already gone, started the church in Galatia, and then left. Now the Judaizers come and start sharing a different message and causes a whole bunch of confusion. And basically he's reminding them in this passage of the true gospel, that faith in Jesus alone is what saves. And what he's going to do is he's going to point to the fact that the other apostles are agreeing with him and his message so they can have assurance, the Galatians can have assurance, and so we can have assurance that faith in the work of Jesus on the cross and what he's done for us through the resurrection is all that we need to be approved by God. We don't need to add anything else to, to that to be saved. And so I'm going to start. So basically the tone of this is Paul's trying to set the record straight. He, he's coming in. He's a little bit frustrated. And so he's setting the record straight. And so I'm going to try to read it with a little bit of energy. Like I feel like Paul would be communicating this. And so here he goes. 
It continues on. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem, this time with Barnabas. I took Titus along also. I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders, I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles, because I wanted to be sure that I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. And we did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. As for those who are held in high esteem, whatever they were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They added nothing to my message. On the contrary, they recognized that I had been entrusted with the task of preaching the gospel to the uncircumcised or to the non-Jews, just as Peter had been called to preach to the circumcised or to the Jews. For God, who is at work in Peter as an apostle to the Jews, was also at work in me as an apostle to the Gentiles or to the non-Jews. James, Cephas, and John, or Peter, Cephas is Peter, so James, Peter, and John, those esteemed as pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they should go to the Jews or to the circumcised. All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing that I had been eager to do all along. And so again, to kind of go back and and sum this up, the group of Jews, the Judaizers, had come into the churches contradicting what Paul had told them, and they were causing division and saying, yeah, 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 Paul said that you need to have faith in Jesus, and yes, that's good, you need to have faith in Jesus, but to truly be in right relationship with God, you need to be circumcised too. That's what the Judaizers were saying. Now, Paul's coming back around to set the record straight, and he was saying, listen, you guys can have assurance in your faith. What I told you guys the first time is true. You don't need to add anything to the work of Jesus. He said, I even went to the top dogs. I went to, to Peter, James, and John, and they didn't add anything to my gospel. They, they agreed that what I was preaching was right. So you don't have to add anything. Jesus gave me this gospel. The other apostles affirmed it so you guys can rest in the work of Jesus. That's what Paul is saying to them. And so for us, this is just a good reminder for me and for you this morning or whenever you listen to this, uh, that apart from faith and trust in Jesus, you don't have to add anything else. You don't have to add anything else to that to be approved by God. Now, that doesn't mean that our lives shouldn't be filled with good works. We sh- our lives should be. There, there should be good works that our lives are characterized by, but those things aren't what makes you like really saved. They don't seal the deal for your relationship with God. Um, and us not having to do anything else to be approved by God, that also doesn't mean that our lives, we shouldn't, there shouldn't be some religious practices in our lives. We should gather together for worship. We should be, we should be praying. We should be reading the scripture like we are today and applying it to our lives. We should be sharing our faith with other people. We should be doing those things because those are things that God has given us to grow in our faith and to grow in our relationship with Him, but those aren't the things that save us. And But if I'm being honest, I, I like to have things that I can do or, or have things that I have done in the past that I can point to to give me assurance of God's approval of me. You know, God, yeah, I went on that mission trip one time whenever I was in college. You know, you remember that? That was an awesome thing that I did for you. God, you know, I, you know. do you remember when I prayed for my neighbor that one time? That was so spiritual of me. Um, you know, last night, God, I read 
my daughter Hallie, I read her a devotion, so you must really approve of me because I'm being an awesome dad and doing all these great spiritual things. And I can have a tendency to to even do that, maybe even subconsciously, of wanting to have things in my life that I've done or that I can do that kind of help give me assurance, okay, God really does approve of me, and He really is proud of me. But what this passage reminds us of is the beauty of grace. Because what's true is that if I were left to myself, and if you were left to yourself to earn God's approval, there would be no list long enough for us to earn God's approval. But God offers us grace through the work of Jesus, and that cannot be earned. It can only be Mm. received. And so a way, I was thinking about this, a way for us to apply this today is let's just be thankful today. Let's just be thankful to God for His grace that it can't be earned, that we can't add anything to what He's already done for us. And so maybe when you're done with this, you can just say a quick prayer of just thankfulness to God. Hey, God, thank you for saving me. I'm reminded that your approval of me is not something that I can earn by things that I do, but it's something that Jesus has done for me, Lord, and help me rest in that today. Maybe that's a prayer that you can pray. So guys, I hope this has been helpful, and I hope you all have an awesome day. It has. Thank you, Dakota. Thank you guys for listening.